Hi, my name is Denny Bergaker, and welcome to today's podcast on Daniel. Today we will be looking at uh, Daniel 3, verses 1 through 18, and I'll start by reading that passage. King Nebuchadnezzar made a gold statue, 90 feet tall and 9 feet wide. He set it up on the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. Then he sent messengers, messages to the high officers, officials, governors, advisors, treasurers, judges, magistrates, and all the provincial officials to come to the dedication of the statue he had set up. So all these officials came and stood before the statue King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then a herald shouted out, People of all races and nations and languages, listen to the king's command. When you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipes, and other musical instruments, bow to the ground to worship King Nebuchadnezzar's gold statue. Anyone who refuses to obey will immediately be thrown into a blazing furnace. So at the sound of the musical instruments, all the people, whatever their race or nation or language, bowed to the ground and worshiped the gold statue that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. But some astrologers went to the king and informed on the Jews. They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, Long live the king! You issued a decree requiring all the people to bow down and worship the gold statue when they hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and other musical instruments. That decree also states that those who refuse must be thrown into a blazing furnace. But there are some Jews... Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, whom you have put in charge of the province of Babylon, they pay no attention to you, your majesty. They refuse to serve our gods and do not worship the gold statue you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar flew into a rage and ordered that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought before him. And when they were brought in, Nebuchadnezzar said to them, is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you refuse to serve my gods or worship the gold statue I have set up? I will give you one more chance to bow down and worship the statue I have made when you hear the sound of the musical instruments. But if you refuse, you will be thrown immediately into the blazing furnace. Then what god will be able to rescue you from my power? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve will, will be able to save us. He will, he will rescue us from your power, your majesty. But even if he doesn't, we may want to make it clear to you, your majesty, that we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have set up. In the last few podcasts, we've heard about King Nebuchadnezzar's dream and how God enabled Daniel to meet the king's demands to interpret the dream after first telling him what the dream was. At the conclusion of that passage, the king proclaimed to Daniel, Truly your God is the greatest of gods and the Lord over kings. The object of that dream was a large statue with a head that was made of gold. In today's passage, we see how the king tries to fulfill that dream by making a large statue, but going even one better by making it entirely of gold. 
probably from gold that he had stole when he conquered Judah. He thought that he could do better than the dream God had given him. He also appears to have forgotten what he said about Daniel's God, Jehovah, being the greatest of gods and the Lord over kings. Apparently, he didn't include himself in that equation because today we see him proclaiming that he is the supreme God and everyone had to obey him and worship his gold statue. Now, we may be critical of Nebuchadnezzar and his antics, but we should also look at ourselves in the same light. Have we claimed that our God is the only one to be worshipped and then created idols which we ourselves worship? Remember Exodus 2, verses 3 and 4, where God commands us not to have any other gods or worship idols. Have you created any idols in your life? Maybe your job, your good looks, your athletic ability, your home, technology, leisure, could be anything. If you honestly look at your life, is there an idol you have created for yourself and that you worship? I must admit that at times in my life, my actions did not match what I was saying about serving only God. Maybe because of pride, we, like the king, make unreasonable demands on others, our children, our spouse, our employees, or the server when we go out to eat. Could be anyone. Maybe we expect others to bow to our commands and then we act with anger when we don't get our way and set out to get vengeance on those who don't give us our way. No doubt Nebuchadnezzar was an evil king with a very short memory and an equally short temper. But at times, we are no different than him. Although the king's actions in the story are an important lesson, in my mind, the most powerful part of this passage comes in verses 16 through 18. Here, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego made some very bold and powerful proclamations. First, they said, we don't need to make excuses for what we have done. I think I would have been looking for an excuse to obey the king's command to, to bow down to the idol to save my life. If I were in their positions, I might think, I can't help protect the Jewish people if I'm dead, so I'll just bow, bow down this one time. Or maybe... Others are doing it. I'll just do it too. Or maybe the king has put me in this very high position, so I, so I do owe him honor. I think most of us, if we truly were honest, would attempt to justify bowing down to the idol just this one time. But they made no excuses, just obedience to, to their God not to bow down to idols. They were willing to pay the consequences of the obedience to God, to God regardless of the consequences. Next, they made the bold proclamation that God would rescue them from the power of the king. They went beyond saying that God could or might deliver them, but that he would deliver them. Not a very good move if you're trying to calm down the king. But a great testimony of their faith to what God could do and would do. I'm sure that when they witnessed God giving Daniel the ability not just to interpret the king's dream, but first tell him what the dream was, gave them the confidence to make this bold statement. When we experience firsthand the power of God or hear a testimony of someone who has, that is a gift from God to encourage us and to build our faith for the next trial that is surely headed our way. I hope that this story does that for you as well. Next comes the bold statement 
that even if God did not save them, which he surely had the power to do, they were not going to bow down to the king, his idols, or serve his gods. Here they were making a couple points to the king. First, their refusal to bow down was not based on their hope of God rescuing them, but on God's command to only worship God and no others. Their obedience was not based upon what God was going to do for them in response to their obedience. Have you ever tried to make a deal with God, telling God that if you do this for me, I'll do that for you? God just doesn't operate that way. He makes us, he wants us to be obedient because of our love for him, not what we're going to get out of it, even if it means we become a martyr for him. The other part of the statement is that it recognizes that at times it not, it's not God's part of the plan to rescue us from the situation we face. As we'll see in future podcasts, the three weren't rescued from being thrown into the fire. They, in fact, were thrown into the fire, but God was with them in the fire and brought them out of the fire unharmed. Maybe you have prayed for a loved one with cancer and and they died. Maybe we're praying for someone to accept Christ, but that hasn't happened yet. Maybe we prayed for a marriage to be saved, but an unwanted divorce happens. It could be anything. But God always has the best plan. He may rescue us, or in his perfect plan, he may not. However, he will always walk with us on the path that God has set us on. I know that God has had me experience some very difficult things that I didn't want. But he walked with me through them, and today I can see why he permitted them to happen, and I can also see him walking with those with me through those very difficult times and the good things that have resulted from that. I think the best example of this is in Mark 26, verse 36. When Jesus is praying to the Father on the night before he was to be crucified, when he said, Please take this cup of suffering away from me, yet I want your will, not mine. What a powerful prayer acknowledging Jesus' desire to have the difficulty removed, but also submission to the Father and his divine plan. In this story, the three men were acknowledging their submission to God's perfect plan. That should be the model for our lives and our prayer to God and our testimony to the world around us. This story in Daniel is more than a cool storytelling of the bravery of three young men. It is a challenge for us today to see ourselves in this story and to see how our lives can be a powerful testimony as the actions of these three men in this story are to us. Let's close our time in prayer. Father, we thank you for this story. We thank you for the lessons that we see in this story and help us to apply them to our lives. We confess that we have created idols in our lives. Help us to tear them down and to serve and worship only you. Father, sometimes in our pride we act in anger to others. Help us to control our anger. Father, we know that sometimes you rescue us from the challenges that face us, and sometimes you will just walk with us through the times of trial and difficulty. Help us to always submit to you and your will. Help us always to see you and feel you in times of trial. 
Help us to trust you even when life gets tough. Give us the courage to always obey you and not make excuses. And Lord, help us to testify to others of your goodness and provision to us and for us. Father, we thank you for this story and its, and its challenges and encouragements for our lives today. Thank you, Father. We love you. Amen. Have a great day.